Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 105 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon, and you for the next half hour. 780-496-0063 to jump aboard the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. Lots going on at the River Cree these days. Head to rivercreeresort.com. That uh, you can always keep the text flowing in, as you know. 780-496-0063. New floors you've always wanted. Available at Ashley Fine Floors. One. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. So we were thinking prior to jumping on the air here, we saw not only the article in The Athletic about Oilers point projections, but we looked and we saw Bob's tweets about, or X, Zeet? I don't know what you call it these days. Bob's tweet about the uh, his projections for Oilers points. And I was actually quite surprised to see some of the lower totals relative to what was produced last year. I mean, I guess you can't expect 150 points annually from Connor McDavid. That might be a little bit lofty. But, uh, but for Bob, he's projecting a 57-goal season for McDavid and 139 points. For Dreisaitl, 52 goals and 118 points. So, what, 21 fewer points for Dreisaitl there. And it kind of drops down. He's actually got Bouchard with 64 points ahead of Hyman and Kane, Connor Brown as well. So, I guess, how do we frame this? The top end production of the two stars is what? Is a 150-point season a possibility again for Connor McDavid? 50 goals, 100 assists, 60 goals and 90 assists, you know, that kind of thing. I wouldn't rule it out. No, I definitely wouldn't rule it out. But the thing with production is that it always has to come with a clean bill of health. And I guess when you train like Connor McDavid trains, he's never had the injury designation. He played hard in the beginning part of his career and and needed to learn his way around the ice. And he's done that now. So certainly not an injury risk. But obviously, when you're talking about those types of numbers, health has to be part of the factor. So 780-496-0063 is 150 point season for McDavid possible do both McDavid and Dreisaitl have 50 goal seasons as Bob has suggested here what do you think about the projected points totals here's what really got me Evander Kane Bob says isn't going to hit 30 goals this year I would have taken 30 goals to the bank with Evander Kane. Look at his look at his five-on-five production with this team when healthy and he wasn't healthy last year but he still puts the puck in the net. Bob thinks he's going to score 27 and 26 for a 53-point total, but 27 goals. Connor Brown, I think, could score between 25 and 30. I mean, it's all going to depend sure. on deployment, who he's playing with. But only 18 goals projected. So what do you think? More or less? 780-496-0063. We'll get the conversation going. Uh, we got Stephen and son Albuquerque waiting on line number one here. Stephen, you're on the air. How's it going? How you doing, boys? Good? Absolutely. 
I have a I have a problem with somebody like McDavid working out with other players on other teams, sharing secrets because I know the Habs and the Islanders and the Oilers of the eighties weren't sharing secrets with the Flames and the Leafs. They were trying to beat them. You know, Michael Jordan wasn't sharing secrets. You know, Tiger Woods wasn't sharing secrets. So I don't see the benefit to trying to win a cup and giving everybody in the league a show and tell as to what I do in off season to train to get better. I disagree with that. And so you're talking about the biosteel camp where they, I think that's, is, it, it might not be put on by the agents, but I think that that's, you know, it's one of the gatherings. They do it every year, yeah. right? But. I, it's it's interesting listening to you say that, Stephen, because I think about football. Okay, that's that's where I live in the realm and the Elks, as you know. And and after the game, after those guys go to war for three hours, they'll all sit at the center of the field and and kumbaya and hold hands and high five and say a prayer together and all that kind of thing. And and I haven't been able to understand that when you've just gone to war with somebody like that. There's there's leaving it between the whistles, but I, I see what you're saying. I mean, I don't imagine that Connor's going there and spilling the Cadbury secret, but there's a lot to be garnered for those other players in that same environment for him. Well, Tiger right now, he knows his career is coming to an end, and he's working with guys on the range, and they love it, but when he was in the heyday of his career, nobody learned anything from him because he wasn't going to give it up. Neither was Michael Jordan or Mike Tyson. So I don't understand why all these Guys feel like Connor's got an open door policy, and we can all just work out together and be best friends, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Appreciate the call, Stephen. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is the number. Certainly, it's an interesting point, right? I mean, where oh, where yeah. do you draw the line in the sand in the competitive sand? Again, I say I don't think that Connor's necessarily there giving away everything that he needs to know. And hockey is one game in which you need a lot more than just one player's and one player's way of going about things in order to achieve the pinnacle, right? But again, uh, I I do lend some credence to what Steven's saying in that the the tricks of the trade, like where where does it? I don't know. We're, there's too much closey close, friendy friend stuff that goes on, and I understand it. But it is the off season. That is the way it is, though. Let's be honest. The, when you're coming up through the ranks, it, and whether it's uh, you've played together at a U18 or a, a World Junior or in ju- or in junior or college, there's a lot uh, of players that. You know they know each other from way from a way back, or where they maybe even played against each other. But yeah, there's a lot of players that they just they train together, even though they're from different teams. That happens all the time, and it did it it still did like happen even in the '80s. You know, there was a group of NHL players or even minor pro guys, even here, like here in Edmonton, they'd all skate together in the summer, but they're all from different teams. So I. I, I understand it. I, I get it. I don't whether someone uh, sees how Connor McDavid trains in the summer. That doesn't mean you're going to have that same success because what works yeah. for one doesn't work for the other. Plus, the natural talent that Connor McDavid has is unworldly, of course. Yeah, and we know that Connor Bedard has all of of the talent in the world in maybe different senses. He's never yeah. going to skate like McDavid is, but he's not trying to be McDavid either. Yeah. That's what Bedard said at the BioSteel camp. Well, obviously, it's a different level. He's um, 
I think I don't want to say for humans to achieve, you never want to be like, Oh, I can't do this. I don't really think that mindset is that great, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm not him and, you know, I'm my own person and, you know, my own player. And, um, you know, I think he's kind of, you know, the pinnacle right now. I would suggest the same as an individual offensive juggernaut. If I'm an offensive player, I'm trying to emulate whatever I can of McDavid's game. The problem is 98% of players in the NHL can't emulate what McDavid yeah. does. And if you can, you've probably only got or already got your own way of, of going about things, right? In that upper 3% of the league, the guys that are getting paid like McDavid, that nobody really plays like McDavid. McKinnon's different. He's a power yep. forward. Matthews shoots like crazies. Maybe not the same. Uh, well, he doesn't skate like McDavid, right? He doesn't. It, it's just different. So, yeah, it's certainly an interesting conversation it to is, have, though. It is. And the days of, you know, when we had the Battle of Alberta in the 80s and there was that, you know, deep, deep disdain between the two uh, teams. And I'm sure they would, even if they saw each other on the street, would barely even acknowledge, you know, the opposition. Those days, they're gone. I, although I did like those days a lot, those were fun. <laughs> I and I'll you know I wouldn't be surprised if you know the Habs and Nordiques of that same vintage would have been very similar. But yeah, it's or you know the Islanders and the Flyers at that mm-hmm. same time. It's it's just not like that anymore. But I did enjoy those days. But I understand they've changed. Uh, this texter here has said that I think we should just trust the captain of the team to have enough intelligence that he's not going around telling everybody the secrets to Oilers' strategies. So that's I guess true. that's where you can delineate this is saying that as far as team strategy goes, which is really the oh, difference maker. Yeah, totally different. Um, that, that he's not doing that. No. But no. watching him lift weights or, or trying to pick off his workout pattern, as yeah. Cam says, like you, you can do that, but you'd better be prepared to... to I don't know, to execute it, and then you yeah. better hope that your body responds the same way that Connors has and has been able to turn this all into on-ice production that you just can't look away from. 780-496-0063, Chris is jumping aboard. You're on the air, Chris. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing well. Brendan, Cam, how are you guys today? Excellent, thanks. What's right. on your mind? Uh, well, um, you know, it was kind of, you know, I was looking at Bob's tweet earlier about some um, you know, his projections mm-hmm. and stuff for players next year. Yeah, there's a few, I thought, that, yeah, were a little bit lower. But you know what? Maybe at the same time, like, you know, you don't want to think, you don't want to maybe go on that mindset that's going to happen every year because, you know, no guarantees on stuff. But mm-hmm. it's uh, totally fine. But it made me did think about because I remember calling actually last year on the show because I gave my own predictions on guys to score. And it was more your top five in Connor, Leon, New Chiming, and King. And one of them, yeah, I thought was a little bit off because I said, I mean, I said McDavid, Drysaddle, and King would hit 50, and New Chiming would hit 30. Didn't expect Kane to have the injury, but I kind of also thought at the time it was probably a little bit over lofty, my prediction, but I thought it would work out well that at least four <laughs> out of the five still came true. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a crapshoot, right? Now, yeah. you make a good point in that you can't expect these guys to have a career year every single season that they go out there. But what is exciting is to see who they're all going to be playing with because of the depth of the top six now. So you're not looking at somebody who's going to be dragging down the line. You're looking at people who are going to be contributing, throwing logs on the fire, accumulating these points and, and uh, being a part of the greater good. So uh, to me, that that's the rising tide we always talk talk about when you when you've got this kind of offensive potential and there's more score and everybody's picking up more points right so that that's what I would hope for but uh, I think you've got a pretty logical uh, line of thinking there Chris and, and maybe tempering some of these expectations this year yeah and uh, one more thing I just want to add and it's just on the PTO stuff because you know I've seen a lot of like way too much overreaction on the PTO for Sam Gagne. Mm-hmm. I think we also need to, I think Span's got a temper. It is just a PTO. Like nothing's officially signed yet. He's got to prove that, you know, he can still be able to crack this team. And if anything, the guy should be motivating right now. It's Raphael Lavoie. Like you look at three, maybe four guys who could potentially take his spot on this team right now. And Peterson, Gagne, Brandon Sutter. And you know what? I'd even throw Drake Kajula in there as the mm-hmm. fourth guy. Like this should be, his time right now to shine and show that you know people kind of knocked on him for taking his QO and taking a little bit more and it should be more of a case of you know what hey no this is my spot I'm going to earn it I'm going to prove it and you'll see me in the lineup game one Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Chris. Like that's that's best case yeah. scenario. I think we've talked with Hart about uh, about Raf Lavoie because of that qualifying offer. Instead of being a seven hundred seventy five thousand dollar player as the league minimum would be, he is making nine twenty five. I want to say off the top of my head. Let's confirm that on cap friendly. But it is over nine hundred thousand dollars. So this is where, as we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, you want your your minimal cap room now to be worth more toward the trade deadline so every hundred thousand dollars that you allocate to a player like lane peterson is on this team to start the season because of the financial reason or if one of these ptos earns the same money in that contract i don't think they're going to start with the nine hundred thousand dollar contract in the pros because that's going to limit what they can do later on 874 874 on uh, so that takes, yeah, I, I mean, we're talking about, I think they, $200,000 worth of cap space then, if that's the case. I don't know. Now with Bouchard signed, it's, they don't have any room. So your, your options yeah. are one of the PTOs, certainly not both. One of the PTOs, Lane Peterson, Kajula, probably with injury at some point is going to play some games in Edmonton and, in a best case scenario for having a homegrown talent, as Chris is suggesting, you think that Ralph Lavoie can take that next step forward. There's the potential there, yeah. but he's been a, a bit of a slow developer to last year in his career where all of a sudden, boom, something clicked and he started playing like a six foot four scorer. Every team in the NHL wants a six foot four scorer. So if he can be that, that's great news. Yeah. Well, no, his the second half of his season last year has earned him the right 
to get the opportunity. That's what it's got him. It's got him to the point where he'll get a chance in camp and preseason to get that. Now you got to go get it, though, and nothing will be gifted to him for the second half of last season. All he's done is earn himself the right to compete for it. And as uh, this texture from Provost has pointed out, um, another layer to this, Lavoie has to clear waivers now. So they're not going to be sending him down to save $100,000 and risk losing him. That's why Peterson yep. is probably going to start the season up here. Uh, where are we at here? It's, it's yeah. 20 after 1. Let me tell you that the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. And the teams in this situation, in a bit of a, a unique one, or one that we're not as familiar with because they don't have long-term injured money to start the season Knock on wood, nothing yes. happens between now and October 13th. But they're not starting the season with Mike Smith and Milan Lucic and James Nee, all these guys that have dead cap money. It's not happening this year. So there's going to be an interesting midseason move. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I don't think the Oilers know what that move is going to be. You need some of the season to play out exactly. now to identify what your true needs are going to be. It's just the way it's been explained to us this offseason that it makes a lot more sense for the team to wait until the trade deadline so that they can maximize that dollar value. Okay, we'll press pause here on Oilers Now. Back with more of your texts and calls. 780-496-0063. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Brendan and Cam with you this afternoon. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is known for their top shelf service department. Cam Moon can attest to the fact that they do not forget about you. They don't. After you purchase a vehicle. Call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny. Let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. Talking about point projections, talking about, I guess, where these PTO offers are going to land in the grand scheme of things, and we've got Warren hanging out on line number one now. Warren, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hi there. So I just wanted to sort of contribute to the point you made before the break about where there's probably not doing anything yet, and they probably don't know what they're going to do. And I honestly agree with that, and I like that mindset, because this is an outside topic, but I see similarities. I'm interested in doing van life. And one of the biggest tips I see out there by people that actually want to encourage it is just get out there and do it. Go sleep in your car, (laughs) go for road trips, and then identify your needs. Whereas other people will blow thousands of dollars. They'll spend a hundred grand on a vehicle and then realize they don't like it. And like, so basically going into the season, we have a great foundation. So many things are headed in the right direction um, with the changes made late last year. And even the goalies likely both doing better. So it's just like, so we're off to such a good start. There's no point in burning the kitchen right now because we're in a great position already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Warren. That's a, that's a really interesting analogy. Is that, yes. are, you, are you living the van life? Do you know people <laughs> that live the van life? You're trying to. Not not personally. It's mostly from YouTube, but where my personal opinion is really strengthened, I had a vehicle, like an older Honda CRV that you could sleep in, 
And so I fell in love with road trips and sleeping in my vehicle. Yeah. And, and now I have a Dodge Caravan that I'm doing the same thing, and I'm actually going to build something in that. Cool. But the tip of just sort of taking the step and then going from there is totally a way to go for things. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate the call, yeah. So, well, 2023-2024 is like living in a vehicle. Sometimes you need to spend a couple nights roughing it mm-hmm. until you know what it is you truly need. That's, right. that, that's the message, I suppose. It's an interesting one, but I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. You're dipping your toe into the water. You're going out there. You're getting some experience, and then you're you're sort of building up your repertoire from there. And in reality, I think in a lot of ways, they've been doing that for a couple of years now. They've been they've been going out and getting eliminated. Okay, well now we, we need some more tenacity. Who's available? Zach Hyman's available. Awesome. Let's sign him, and they get him to come to town. Now the next off season rolls around. Boy, we need some more grit and toughness. Hey, boom, Evander Kane becomes available. This kind of thing, right? So you are you're you're putting work into your van and here you are set to embark on your on your road trip across the Australian outback and you've figured out what you need and believe me the engine of this van is a real nice one he wears number 97 and that's about all you really need so when you're supplementing it you don't have to bend over backwards certainly not now they've got quite a great foundation as Warren has pointed out so you can be really really selective is what I'm saying in terms of what pieces you're adding and when you're adding them and if you pay attention to how Tampa Bay has done business and I would consider them one of the flagship front offices over the last five years I see them doing that I see them going out and getting guys that believe fit their system and just making it work and you're gonna have to do that within the confines of the salary cap but you can spot pick now and that's a luxury the absolute luxury and you don't know what you need until you get into things and injuries are part of it they always are for every team everybody has to deal with that to some degree so that uh, comes into play and and just when you think you have a, a your plan in place Maybe it goes off in a different tangent and you have to reassess and then look at things a little different. So we'll see how it plays out. But you're right. And the fact that, again, knock on wood, that they're not in LTIR to start the season will likely help uh, make things just a a little bit more, uh, just a little bit more uh, the ability to have some flexibility you have more wiggle yes. room You're a little more wiggle room as you get towards that uh, NHL trading deadline mm-hmm. we are going to send it off to a, a global news update Hannah Stoles reading her last one here on these airwaves before heading off to her next adventure congratulations Hannah you will hear her next we will return with President and Chief Revenue Officer of OEG Stu McDonald letting you know about single game tickets here on Oilers Now